So we've heard the outlook as well as the current situation, which doesn't sketch a very bright uh, picture. Um, we have um, a very good panel of people that uh, both are very knowledgeable about the situation, about the crisis responses, and um, also have had their feet on the ground on how to uh, work uh, in terms of the uh, humanitarian as well as the developmental responses on the ground. So um, we have uh, first uh, Beth Stanford of um, USAID. She's uh, assistant to the administrator and deputy coordinator for development for Feed the Future, the U.S. government's program for uh, global hunger and food security. Um, we have uh, Arif Hussein, who's um, the chief economist of WFP and also colleague at the steering committee of, for the Food Security Information Network, and Dominique Bourgeon, who's the director of emergencies and Re rehabilitation of FAO, as well as FAO's strategic program leader for resilience. So they will speak to a number of issues. I'll uh, give them some lead-off questions um, uh, for them to uh, uh, set up the, um, the issues and uh, give their perspectives. Um, and after the first round, we'll give it to the audience for uh, you to ask questions and also people uh, online uh, to engage further in the discussion. So let me start with you, Beth. Um, the report notes that many of today's food crises are recurrent. Uh, this suggests that not enough is done by way of prevention. And while most of the aid resources are there to help alleviate food crises, uh, are mostly focused on emergency relief efforts. So what can we do to turn those efforts uh, into more preventative actions that can build resilience against uh, future crises? And maybe also can reflect on what you see USAID is doing at the moment to align the short-term humanitarian relief and longer-term development assistance. Great. Thank you very much for that shifted how we look at these humanitarian crises. I think, of course, it was a very stark picture that was painted, um, and I think it's really important to have that kind of data. Um, my, when I started off at USAID as a young foreign service officer, I went out to Ethiopia. It was um, a severe food security crisis. It was before the IPC uh, classification, so we argued all the time, was it famine, was it not famine? So at least now we don't have to do that anymore. But that year we spent, the U.S. government spent $500 million on emergency food assistance. It was a huge task. Um, uh, we delivered uh, with the international community and saved millions of lives, and it was amazing. That year we invested $5 million in agricultural development. Um, and we didn't really know what resilience was. And so we've really changed a lot since then, recognizing that we have to invest uh, a longer-term solutions in those areas where we have these recurrent humanitarian crises. Um, um, take northeastern Kenya. We see that government leadership, of course, country commitment is hugely important in all of this. Northeastern Kenya was once thought of sort of as a, as a wasteland where once in a while we'll throw some humanitarian assistance in when we have a problem. But really, the government took the lead on really with its ending drought emergencies effort saying we will be investing in this area, built a road, invested other infrastructure. Donors came together, together with the EU, um, many other donors, UN organizations, and we began investing in Northeastern Kenya. And we're starting to see things really change. 
just last year, I was able to visit the Old Dinero Market. Again, it's connected by road now, which was a huge investment on the part of the Kenyan government. Um, we rehabilitated the market, um, helped with um, building small and medium enterprises, um, cell towers. And what you see now with a lot of investment, again, with, with a larger community there, is a vibrant market that used to have 300 animals going through it every other week, and there was a whiff of a drought, and the market collapsed. Now you see a vibrant market with Nairobi traders on their cell phones making deals. Um, and so when things start to get difficult, there's an outlet, there's a, a market that's sustainable. People have access to markets, to finance, to move their animals around when things get difficult. Now there's 3,000 animals that go through this market on a weekly basis, and it doesn't shut down during a drought. And just to give you know, an example of really you know, how vibrant this market is, you're, you're seeing businesses pop up all over for veterinary care, et cetera, et cetera. Even, you know, someone's got a photo booth with a tropical backstop and you could get your picture taken there. So I think that just recognizing that you have to invest in these areas, we have to help people really um, build the capacities that they need to get through these types of droughts. And a lot of it is investing in areas that we didn't think possible, but we're proving that you can actually do it. So USAID is really elevating um, resilience, our investments in um, places of recurrent humanitarian crisis. And uh, as, as some of you may or may not know, the, the USAID Administrator Mark Green is undertaking a redesign and a transformation of USAID. And um, as he focuses on, he's focuses all around the journey to self-reliance, um, really elevating resilience is one of his key objectives that we're setting out to do um, to elevate our programming and organize ourselves um, around this to more effectively deliver. Uh, thank you, Bess, um, for well, you particularly emphasize this point on how to build resilience.